Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Um, welcome back to the Cosmo Podcast. We yes. are now in term three. Yes, it's um, a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, uh, things to ha- tend to happen that way so far <laughs> as the term gets to its end. Uh, we get we get more. Busy. Yeah, we got busier, and then uh, the cafe is just not helping with our. <laughs> uh, we get busier and busier with, with with the cafe. Yeah. So what we're doing now? I'm trying a different thing. Uh, so we are just recording our podcast while walking uh, in the park. We are at the Canning uh, Eco River. Yeah, this Canning is where River we Eco had park. our kayaking. Yeah, we had our with kayaking. With the family. Yeah, it's beautiful because of winter. We've been getting lots of rain. We see the uh, river flowing beautifully, uh, and you can see our daughters there just enjoying and climbing. And yeah, so yep. Uh, one of the best exercises that I think uh, easy and uh, doable. doable is uh, what we call rucking. Yeah. Just so car- what is it? Just carrying a backpack, put some weights in it, and just walk. Uh, there's a lot of research gone into um, the benefits of rucking. It's um, it's said that it's weights for people uh, who loves cardio hate weights. It's cardio for weightlifters who hate to do cardio. So you get some weight uh, and just go walking you get to spend time with your family you can do it together um, yes yeah, so it's a benefit all around and i think if we are new to rucking we can use water bottles yeah. as weight like yep. milk bottles and yeah. so if it gets too heavy you get too tired you just drink it you can drink it or you can you know water the plants yeah and you can lighten your leg yeah so um before we get to what we did at koswa i think uh just sharing one of the things that we love doing with the family is just enjoying time um, outdoors. Out, outdoors. Um, last week, was it last week or the week before? Last week we went mountain biking. Yeah, we went mountain biking mountain and biking. Uh, dwelling up. Dwelling up, yeah. It was um, Sumaya and Sakina's first time uh, mountain biking. So of course, uh, there's a lot of falls, accidents. <laughs> but I think one of the, the benefit of doing such activities is it built resilience uh, in, in the children. Uh, yeah, and uh, there's something uh, that we call proprioceptive. Uh, intelligence. Mm-hmm. What um, is that? Which is the intelligence of being able to balance and coordinate yourself mm-hmm. on uneven surfaces. All right. And we sh- uh, studies have shown that the more children are exposed to this kind of exercise, so that would be like bike riding, mountain biking, hiking, um, climbing, yeah. climbing. Yep. So those kind of exercises, mm-hmm. uh, it actually builds resilience mm-hmm. uh, it builds mental stamina all right okay. and it just works a lot of the parts of the brain all right. for us to um, build that mental stamina it's sort of like a whole mind exercise uh-huh. yeah all right so i think uh and i think you can see the logic also uh, in in that building mental stamina and resilience because you are exposed to little failures and overcoming those failures um, every single time it's it's uh, this risk, but it's control risk. Yeah. You are uh, failing, but not in a dangerous, life-threatening way, and you yeah. overcome it. So you learn to overcome failures yeah. uh, over yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, I think that's important. As today, uh, a lot of um, children get um, exposure to screen time, too much screen time, uh, very little uh, sun time or outdoor yeah. time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think even with winter, mm -hmm. um, it's really nice to just be outside. And at the end of the day, rain is really just water. Yeah. Um, and you know. Have good gear, and that's it. You're yeah. good to go. Uh, have a good rain jacket, and you're good to go, I think. Yeah. yeah. We went camping in the rain in, in winter. Uh, yes. People thought we were crazy, but I think uh, this the girls had a great time. Didn't you guys? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had a great time running in the rain. And then just, uh, we collect some rainwater, uh, boil it, and yeah. And yeah, there's then, a lot of, hot um, one of the sunnahs of Prophet Wasallam is playing in the rain, yeah. like, you know, being outside when yep. it's raining. So, take home from this yeah. short discussion, get out more, uh, spend time with the family. Uh, and our favourite uh, way is to just find places where there is just no connection. It's just <laughs> yeah. us uh, and the girls. People can't connect, contact us. We can't contact people. We, can't, we are off the screen. They are not on, on the screen. So we just pretty much stuck with each other, finding ways to entertain ourselves. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to bond with the family. Yeah, so um, last term, we ended with the uh, mock hatch. Yeah. And <laughs> that, was, that was very fun. Yep, this is our third mock hatch, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah, so we started, the first one was in 2019. That was the year that I led a group of Jama'ah from... Uh, yeah? Sorry, yeah? Yeah. That, that was the year that I led a group of Jama'ah from Perth uh, to go hatch and then um, 2020, we did another mock hatch and then COVID happened, yeah. so we stopped things. And this year, we brought back the mock hatch. Yeah. Um, and uh, what is it? What, what, what well, is the mock hatch? So the mock hatch is where we uh, pretend mm -hmm. that we are in Makkah. Mm -hmm. um, and we have, you know, little sites, right? And our uh, students were ihram. Yes, our students were ihram. Yeah. You know, part of the ambition and the dream and the dua yeah. to get to Hajj yep. um, and so they also get the feel yes. know, of, of it and um, and that's part of multi-sensory learning yep. um, that we are very big on yeah. um, and then we had all the we built our pretend Kaaba yep. um, and we built uh, Safa and Marwa and we had Muthalifa and the Jamarat and Arafah Mina, Mina. Mina. We, we brought tents and yeah. set up tents for Mina and I think this this way, children really get to actually see a little bit what Hajj is all about because yep. most of the time, they just think about Hajj as going around the Kaaba. Yes, but there's so much more and yeah. Tawaf and Sa'i is actually the probably the shortest part of Hajj. Hajj uh, yeah. When you compare to Mina, you sleep in Mina, at Mina for three nights and then you actually stay at Arafah for a few hours, half a day, more than half a day. Um, the Jamarat, those are um, bigger parts of Hajj. And it was really quite interesting that quite a few parents commented like now they got a clearer idea. Yep, they've been attending multiple Hajj courses but if it's theory, because Hajj is very practical um, and if you don't do it and if you just sit down and listen it's really hard, hard to, to imagine. imagine that yeah. there's actually a lot of movements from one point to another and it's just, that's, that's the crux of Hajj. It's not about reciting, it's not about uh, like prayers, you actually have to read things, memorize Al-Fatiha. With Hajj, you don't have to memorize anything. It's just you going around, from moving from one place um, to the other. Yeah. So we had, and then uh, usually at the end of uh, 
the tawaf they get zamzam. Yeah, um, sa'i, not tawaf. The end of sa'i. Uh, we got uh, hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So um, week nine, we started uh, discussing about Hajj, teaching the students the ritual of Hajj, or what we call the outer dimension um, of Hajj, what they need to do during Hajj, Ihram, uh, the Wukuf uh, and Arafah, the Muzdalifa, Jamarat, Mina, Tawaf, Sa'i, and so on. We, we shoot videos. Yeah, we shoot so videos. Yeah. People performing Hajj. Yeah. Yep. So, how did your students, the younger ones, um, uh, react to? Um, I think when we were explaining the outer dimensions, it was very hard for them mm -hmm. uh, because it's something that you know is quite far away. Yeah. Um, but the videos actually really helped them see what people were doing. Yep. Uh, so that that was, I think, um, help that helped mm -hmm. gel. All right. Um, for them, all the all the processes. But the funniest part is when they saw Sofa and Mara, mm -hmm. and you know how they saw like, the hill was it very high. Yeah. They were like, "Is that a hill?" <laughs> uh, so, uh, so then you know and they said when in Sa'i, yep. you know they imagined the desert. Yeah. Sita Hajar was looking for water. Yep. It's the desert, and then when they see the Sa'i in buildings with yep. lights, they go like. Where's the desert? <laughs> yeah, I think also with the bigger kids, that was the one thing that they, they many were surprised because we tend to use the word sofa, hill, marwa, yeah. hill. And they saw sofa, they were like, that's not a hill. It's just like a hump. And that's about it, uh, marwa. So we had to explain that, yep, um, during the time of the Prophet and even um, up to a few hundred years yeah. ago, um, that was a real hill. Yeah. Then when they needed to expand uh, and included that part of into the masjid expansion yeah. they had to actually chop off um, the hill yeah. yeah so that was week nine um, and then week 10 was the practical hajj was the, was the mock hajj yeah. and i think um, that was the highlight of the term and yeah. many of our students really enjoy it yeah. although some of them have done it for the third time <laughs> yeah they kind of really liked it yeah, yeah. and our crew also uh, liked it they, they love doing this uh, mock hajj and last week the first week of the term yes uh, we spoke about the, haram yeah and, yes. yeah and uh, we introduced the islamic calendar. islamic calendar yeah so for the younger children uh, many many of them of course know ramadan yes but they actually didn't think of ramadan actually as a name of a month, month. all right yeah. yeah and then i said like you know there's 12 months of the year so they go yeah january and you know get all the way to December and yeah. you know there's also the Islamic calendar yep. that also has uh, 12 months and it's also got names yep there's Ramadan is one of it uh -huh. and that's the ninth month but what about the other months and they looked at me and go like what, what the other <laughs> ones <laughs> yeah so we uh, we sang songs mm -hmm. yeah we could hear them. my students could hear your students singing yeah uh, we were talking also about Muharram, Safa, Rabiul Awal, and yeah. so on. They were like, uh, and then uh, they could hear, hey, are they singing the months <laughs> of the year? I said, yeah, they're singing the months of the year. And I asked the high school students, yeah, this is, uh, this is our year 9, 10, 11. Said, Do you want to sing the song? No. <laughs> so I thought so. You, might, you guys might be a bit too old for uh, songs, sing alongs like this. Yeah. yeah. But we did. Uh, well, for younger children, it's really useful. Right? Yes, it is very yeah. useful. I think that's how we, all, we, we grew up remembering. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things, yeah. yeah. There's always a song for uh, something, something with Islam, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, we, we, with with the bigger kids, we explored the history of 
the Islamic calendar yeah. uh, and how did it come about? Yeah. Why was what 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 does it mean? Fourteen forty five yeah, yes. uh, from Hijrah, yeah. and then uh, we all, and, and and it's funny that uh, quite a few of the students did it did not click upon them that the year twenty twenty three is in relation to the birth yeah. of Prophet Isa. Isa. Yeah, they know that yeah it's Jesus Christ, but I said, do you know? Don't you know that Jesus Christ is Prophet Isa? I said, yeah, we know, but. It, didn't it, it just didn't click, like, yeah, and they, yeah, so 2023 is based on the birth of Prophet Isa, yeah. but with the Islamic calendar, it's not based on the birth of a particular Prophet person, yeah. it's based on Hijrah, because that is the turning point of um, Islam. But we also did uh, 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 an overview map uh, or calendar of the entire Islamic history. So we went like right. So oh, we had, really so we had uh, Hijrah, uh, the birth of the Prophet, which is uh, uh, 53 BH, 53 yeah. before Hijrah, and then we had the Hijrah, and then we have 11 Hijrah is the passing of the Prophet, 11 to 13 Abu Bakr, yeah. 13 to uh, 23 Umar, 23 to 35 uh, Uthman, 35 to 39 and a half uh, was Ali. And then Hassan, and after that, it ended the period of the Khulafa um, Rashidin. And we have the dynasty, the Umayyad dynasty, started with Sayyidina Muawiyah, um, 40 Hijrah, and then it ended 132 Hijrah, 132. We have the Abbasid, and Abbasiyah was really long, and they were surprised to see that Abbasiyah was 900 over years. Yeah. Although uh, we also spoke about how it wasn't just in Baghdad, yeah. it moved around to Cairo yeah. after the um, in the Mongol invasion, yeah. and how uh, we have the smaller sultanates, and yeah. then we went to the Ottoman uh, Empire. The Ottoman Empire was the largest uh, empire, yeah. and then yeah. uh, it just it ended very recently in, in uh, World War One uh, and 1918, yeah. and then official. Ending was 1924, if I'm not mistaken, and they were like, "Wow, it's not that long yeah, ago yeah, yeah. that Islam ruled the world." Uh, yeah, we should have this um, timeline printed, maybe. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'm I'm working on just some uh, a bit graphic, uh, a, a graphical uh, uh, inter, uh, what do you call that? Graphics image uh, design to yeah, you can make into a poster. Like really nice for the children to learn about our history. Yes. And there is this one really good book at our cafe. Yeah, The Lost Islamic History. Yes. Yeah, I think we've spoken about that book. Yeah. It's also one of our daughters, Maya's uh, favorite book. Yeah. yeah. So after talking about the new year, we spoke about the inner dimension. Inner dimension of Hajj, why Hajj. we do what we do. And I think this is something that we stress upon at, at Al Qaswa that everything that you do as a ritual, you need to understand uh, why, you're why you're doing it. Mm -hmm and how those rituals actually make you a better person. So uh, how did, uh, what did you explain about that one? Uh, the bottom line about everything of Hajj is uh, servants of Allah. Yeah, even the ihram, ihram is the dress of, of, a, of, a slave. of a slave, right? Yeah, so that's why no beautification. You're not supposed to be combing your hair, you're slaves. Uh, it's not that Allah doesn't love beauty. In other times, yes, you're supposed to look your best and the Prophet it's always uh, uh, clean and dressed really well. But during Hajj, it's just a reminder that we are all servants of Allah, that we dress as servants, 
servants don't argue, your mm. patience will be tested during uh, Hajj, but buses are going to be delayed, yes. food is going to be delayed. I think we heard from a friend who went to Hajj recently. Then. Yes. They were in the bus for eight hours. Eight from Mina and then from Arafah to Muzdalifah, seven hours, so 15 hours in a span of about 24 hours. It's challenging, it's uh, testing your patience, but the idea is if you can be patient under 50 degree heat with all that crowd, coming back home, surely it's easier for you to be patient. Uh, you're so not like easily a training treated. Ground. Training ground. It's just like you're going to the gym, you, or even when you do sports at school, you train if you're supposed to run two kilometers. So, training platform, and patience, so that when you, we come back uh, to, we're not easily triggered, we yeah. don't get angry quickly, yeah. we're more patient, calm, um, and then we also spoke about uh, how, what, uh, the definition of tawakkul, mm. that running from Safa and Marwa shows us that as Muslims, we're supposed to work hard. At the same time, internally, our heart relies on Allah. Yeah. But relying on Allah, tawakkul is not being lazy. You just sit back and say that, ah, we just wait for Allah to do it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Qadr of Allah is Qadr of Allah. No, no, no. That's not tawakkul. That's not the tawakkul of Sayyidina Hajar. Yeah. It's about working hard, doing sure, your best. Yeah. But internally, you place your trust in Allah. Yeah. That if Allah tells you to do something, sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Do it anyway. Allah will facilitate and make it easy. So it's patience, it's uh, humility, and it's reliance um, in, 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 on Allah. The final point that I think is really important um, is the Jamarat. When we see Prophet Ibrahim yeah. with the Jamarat, um, he moved from one spot to another. Yeah. Every time Shaitan whispers something, he went, to he went and moved to another yeah. spot. He threw uh, stones, yeah. uh, recited dua, Allahu Akbar, threw, yeah. to, the, threw to the Shaitan and yeah. moved. Yeah. It means that we have to all ensure that we are surrounded in good environment. Yeah. That when there is toxic environment, bad friends, we have to move ourselves from yeah. those environments. It's not enough that we read dua, read yeah. dhikr, read Quran. No, we have to physically uh, remove ourselves, remove ourselves from those yeah. situations. And I think that that's also like, you know, when we are treating addiction, for example, yeah. in, in, psych in psychotherapy, yep. um, smoking um, cessation programs, for mm -hmm. example, uh, we would always get people to remove themselves from the environment. Yep. Yeah, so if they usually smoke when they're out with friends, they sort of like take a little step back and spend more time. With friends um, that do not smoke, is it? Yeah, with friends that do not smoke or going to a place where generally smoking is not allowed. Like, ah, you know, right. Like an indoor restaurant and eating yes. there. Yes, yep. Versus eating out in an open space. Yes. Yeah, so changing the environment to facilitate mm -hmm. the uh, stopping of smoking. Yep. All right. Yeah. It's interesting that there's a lot uh, in what Islam teaches is just is in line with modern psychology, mm -hmm. shaping behavior and so on have been yeah. discussed a lot by our scholars uh, since 200 something Hijrah, yeah. Abu Zaid al-Balqi and so yeah. on. Yeah. So how did 
you explain the inner dimension of Hajj to your children, the younger ones. So with the inner dimensions of Hajj, we didn't really go uh, in-depth yeah. so much. Only that we will always tell them that, you know, Allah can help you through mm-hmm. um, anything. Yep. The main thing is when you get stuck, you try your best, mm-hmm. and then you ask Allah to um, help. Allah to help you. Yeah. And, you know, Allah listens to all of our du'as, mm-hmm. and, um, and that is where we depend on Allah yep. for. Um, but what we did, mm-hmm. uh, we started introducing the prophets. Prophets, yep, okay. Yeah, because uh, the, uh, for the younger children, uh, it's actually, um, it's so abstract for them. Yep. That they are st- uh, the five-year-olds are yeah. still very confused between Allah, our mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. And the prophets. All right. Yeah. Yeah. They they still get it mixed up, and that's really understandable. Yes. Yeah. It's just it's just with constant um, constant teaching. Yep. That uh, it will come. Yep. It's just part of maturity. Yeah. Yeah. Is it something to do with brain development? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So children at the five to six five to six years old, they are very concrete, mm-hmm. and they actually need things that are tangible. All right. Like okay. Salma just last night was asking me. We say Allah for Akbar. Allah is great. Allah is big. How big? Yeah. You know? So when I say Allah doesn't fit in a space. Yep. Know? It's beyond space because yeah. space is what Allah made. Yep. Uh, they say, what do you mean that Allah is not? So he's like, how do yeah. you not fit in anything? You know, so. I the, think even for us. Yeah. Uh, spaceless space, timeless time is something that is. You can't actually picture it. Yeah, you can't. We can't picture it. Yeah, yeah. that's why uh, anything that we imagine is just not Allah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was what um, we told ourselves. But we introduced the prophets as being the best people of all. Yep. Um, so you're saying that there were also confusion about prophets. Yeah. So it's uh, for some children uh, besides Prophet Muhammad, they haven't heard of any uh, other, prophets. other prophets yet, except yeah. for Prophet Ibrahim because of the Hajj. Yep. Uh, so we introduced all the different prophets and I told them how many prophets there were mm-hmm. and in the Quran about the 25 yeah. prophets yep. and some of them are named after prophets like yeah. you know, Adam, Idris and Ibrahim and Yusuf yeah. and so I spoke about um, these prophets and again we sang yeah. the 25 prophet song yep. just to get them familiar and I sent them back with um, the names of the prophets poster Yep. Um, so that they could uh, familiarize themselves at home with the names of the prophets. So we were telling them that all of the prophets are good, mm-hmm. and all of the prophets, are the rasuls that were sent, were teaching yep. towards the oneness of Allah. of Allah. All right. Yeah. So that was. Um, they were. They were. So I was telling them, like you know, do you think like superheroes are really powerful or really cool? Yeah. Like actually, these prophets are the best. Yep. Yeah. And they're real. And they're, they're, real. Not, they're not just fictional, yeah. like superheroes. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, intru- telling them that the last prophet is Prophet Muhammad and there are no more prophets after him. Mm-hmm. So there are no more prophets currently on earth living. Yep. And that's another concept that's hard as well. Yep. It's hard for them to think about following someone who has lived 1,400 years ago. Yes. Um, so it's still an abstraction, but yep. um, it's just nice to introduce them to it so that they will slowly, slowly know that, you know, it's already in their mind. Yep. So when the time comes when they actually understand, it's yeah. very easily yep. acceptable. All right. Yeah. 
Okay, yeah. that's interesting. So, yeah. So that was um, that was what we did. Mm -hmm. uh, we had we had a really uh, really good time with the with the songs. Yeah, you've been singing a lot <laughs> in class, <laughs> and I think soon we will also trying to introduce the sing along and story and sing along at, uh, coffee, and at, at coffee and dates. Okay. Uh, so we'll have maybe a few people from Cosmo uh, Casida to just help with the singing and you know and join the, 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 the children at yeah. the cafe. And I think storytelling is one of the ways that um, children learn really well. Oh, it's not just children, yeah. it's human. Because yeah. even in the Qur'an, there's so many stories. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's interesting even the way that Allah tells stories in the Qur'an. It's really uh, precise, uh, concise, concise, to the lessons of the uh, moral of the story rather than dragging along and be, us being distracted by uh, unnecessary yeah. detail. Yeah. yeah. So. The stories are just great. It's yeah. really, uh, we kicked off our first story time at Coffee and Dates a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yes, uh, to introduce... Um, that was Hijra. Hijra. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about Hijra. Yeah. yeah. And uh, speaking about the cafe, we have something happening um, this Sunday. Yes, on the 6th of August, Yeah. we have Dr. Aminama, mm -hmm. who is the author of the book, Watering the Roots. Yep. Um, and this book... Um, writes a lot about um, our goal of attaining Jannah mm -hmm. and, you know, basically our way home to Jannah yep. and how do we strive to get there. All right. So in that book, there's also a lot of content about parenting yeah. and how do we parent our children with that in mind, with yeah. the end goal yep. in mind of Jannah. Yep. So I think it will be really beneficial. So it will be a dialogue. Yes. You will be hosting it between yeah. you and um, Dr. Amin Amma. Yeah. So it will be on Sunday, 6th of August. At uh, 1.30. 1.30. Yeah. Alright, so I think uh, anything else that you would like to share? Uh, I think that's, that's that are the happenings and yeah. then the story time at the cafe is going to be something more regular. Yeah, but we will announce we'll when announce it gets it. closer to the date. But we're planning to do it once a month. Yeah. Yeah, and I would like to thank um, some parents, especially uh, uh, the sister Wissam and brother Nick Faisal, who Faisal, yeah, so much um, with cleaning Foswa. Yep. Uh, on the weekend with and me. Uh, 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 brother Faisal and his son, yes. uh, Farooq. Yes. Uh, Dr. Mariam. Yes. Yeah. Brother uh, Nazri. Yep. Brother Nazri. Cut the grass. Yep. Cut the grass. Yeah. The backyard is so neat now, and we would really like to thank all parents who help in any way you can. Yep. Uh, we do depend on all your help. Um, the parents who are running the library as well. Mm -hmm. um, last notes. If you can remind your children to borrow books. Yes. From the library, especially yep. year four onwards, mm -hmm. where they are independent in borrowing themselves and picking their own books. Yep. Uh, it'll be really great for them. We have such a good resource that's currently being a bit underused by yeah. the older children. Yep. Yeah. All right. To, to get that going. Okay. So that's all. That's a summary of week nine, week 10 of uh, term two and week one and week two of term, uh, term three. three. So a summary of four weeks. Yeah. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Inshallah, we'll see you next week. See Hopefully. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.